things. It's your girl Rebecca and Lily, and you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. That was good, yeah. I like it. And it's perfect because this episode is coming out right before Halloween. So happy Halloween, you guys. I feel like October went by so fast. I honestly feel like it I feel like the first week was like like kind of slow. And then it just picked up and didn't stop. I know, I know. I just feel like there were so many spooky things I wanted to do, and then I'm like, I'll get to it, and then I didn't do it, and now I'm like, ugh. All right, but we can celebrate spooky season all year round, not just October. I like that idea. I think I'm going to keep my Halloween decorations up for as long as I possibly can before Mike's like, all right, you got to take these down. It's December 31st. I I was at Burlington and I found, I was at Home Goods too, but Mm -hmm. I didn't find as many like cute things. I found a lot of like cute pumpkins and everything, but there are yeah. tons of sugar skulls if you go to Burlington. Oh, I am obsessed. I even have it's a sugar beautiful. skull version of Loki. I love that. I keep on meaning to post that, but I'll, I'll do it. I promise. Anyways, but yeah, you gotta get yourself there mm-hmm. because it's, I mean, sponsor us, Burlington Coat Factory. You can email us at justgoalitingspodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, you're gonna. To be you, honest, you shit your pants. The best time to go for Halloween shopping is November first, when everything Halloween is half off. Mm-hmm. Candy's half off. Yeah. True. It's like after Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, I mean, and everyone just goes and buys candy. You don't need a lover when you have December fifth, February fifteenth. So yeah, yeah, beautiful. So um. In celebration of Halloween, um, we decided we were going to record another episode talking about um, Reddit stories that we find. Yay! I'm trying to think of a name right now, like for the episode. So Our I'll get back wheels to are you. churning, but oh, yeah, the, the one the first episode that we did was pretty popular, and uh, we thought just to round out the spooky season. We would do some freaky stories. Not really. I mean, I tried to find things that were based on actual Halloween yeah, day, but I really couldn't find a lot of good ones. I wanted to kind of do a variety. Yeah, I did. Um, I found two. I found one really good one. I don't know if you remember my bus story a while back that I told where you kept on expecting the man yes. to be a ghost, but he was just a creepy guy. Yes. I found one like that, but I realized like kind of been there, done that. And the we gotta change it up long. for you guys. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It was fun. Control F is a girl's best friend. I went to like no uh, Reddit, no sleep, Reddit haunted, and I just did Control F and I typed in Halloween to see what came uh-huh. up. When I searched, okay, can someone explain to me why? Because when I looked on Reddit for Halloween, I got a bunch of video game stuff. Yeah. Is so? Is there a Halloween video game? Is it like maybe like? Uh, what's the one that they do? Um, Assassin's Creed is that the one when they go back in time and like it's like Lincoln's assassin, like it's like the Civil War. Maybe I am so bad with video games, but Me maybe too. our listeners can help us out with that. Yeah. I mean, I can crush Karaoke Revolution. Oh, literally sing it on PlayStation. Mm. Forget it. Um, remember when there was American Idol where you used to like have the microphones. I used to, I swore I was going to be the next Carrie Underwood. Oh, absolutely. Those are my, those are my speed of video games. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, Lil, do you mind if I start with my story? Oh, 
please. Okay. So my first story is labeled, is titled Village of Death. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So uh, this story starts, this happened in Myanmar year 2005. I was in my early teens and on the way back home from a family vacation somewhere in eastern Myanmar. They didn't have a modern motorway like they do now, so the highway we took was built along villages and farms and so on, and you could stop anywhere you like. People who were involved um, in the story are me, my parents, my aunt, my cousin, my older sister, and our driver. Driver. Our driver. Wow. Fancy. Okay, anyway. We were driving home on that old highway overnight, and around 3 a.m., our driver got unusually sleepy. This was strange because he was sleeping all day prior to the drive and used to night driving throughout this trip. So my father took over, and he got really sleepy within minutes as well. I was up while everyone was asleep because I really needed to use the bathroom so I knew what was happening. So my dad decided to stop the car near a shelter called Zaya in Burmese, where you can find those pretty much everywhere in the villages, and they serve various purposes. There were two huge benches in there, big enough just to lay down. I can't remember the exact location, but it was somewhere remote near Naipadao, the current capital that wasn't built then. I have no idea where that is. Yeah, me neither. But firstly, the driver went outside the car to rest on the bench, and then I went out. My sister followed me and also my dad. There wasn't any light except from our torches, and there were no other cars on the road, so we didn't see what was around. Anyway, dad, me, and my sister were resting on the other bench, and suddenly we all fell asleep, like out of nowhere, as we didn't even do our business. (laughs) Then my sister and I woke up because we thought someone woke us up, and I looked at my watch, and it was 3.30 a.m., so we weren't asleep for long. Everyone was still asleep, so I woke the other two up as I didn't feel right about something. So we quickly went back inside the car and locked the doors and fell asleep right away again. I had a nightmare which felt very real. I saw a Burmese mythology monster called Baloo, a shapeshifter, knocking on my window trying to get inside to get us. Mm, Nope. That was the village of death. She was laughing creepily and knocking all around to let her in and felt like hours of hell. I woke up screaming. We So were the other three who were outside of the car. I looked at my watch, and it was 5 a.m. It was then bright enough to see where we were. The place was actually filled with ruins of pagodas and an old cemetery. Dad and the driver quickly came inside, and we drove off right away. My mom asked us what's going on, and I told her about my dream, and my sister was like, oh, my God, you too? She had the same sort of dream, um, but she saw a bunch of people carrying a dead body, and she asked them where she was, and they said it was the village of death, and laughed at her creepily, and they tried to get her, so she ran away. My dad and the driver had the same sort of dreams about village of death as well, but with different types of monsters or ghosts in it. We realized that shelter we went to was a place where they did funeral or prayers for the dead before they were buried or cremated. And after a minute or so driving, we saw a recent crash site, broken uh, a broken landmark, flowers. So it made us even more Holy freaked shit. out. Yeah. Strange thing was that my mom, cousin, and aunt didn't have any dreams. So only those who went outside had those creepy dreams. And our dreams were connected and felt very real. The excessive sleepiness was also very strange as we 
weren't that tired to be knocked out instantly. Anyway, they were just dreams, but the whole area and connected dreams gave creepy vibes, and I still get goosebumps thinking about it to this day. Oh, God. I think that even though he thought it was a dream, there definitely was some connection. Like, he was on another level of consciousness that he was able to connect with whatever, like, a shapeshifter, creature sort of thing. Um, I I don't know where exactly he's from, (laughs) but with this, it seems like with the culture... It's very religious, and it just seems like there was just something very unholy in that little little area they decide to rest at. Especially not knowing about it, right? So having what I'm assuming is not much knowledge about it, and when you sleep, you're vulnerable. Of course. So that was probably like... And they walked out with torches, he said, so clearly it was so dark, and they didn't really have, you know, sufficient lighting there that they wouldn't know about, you know, people carrying dead bodies. or Why would that vision come to mind until they woke up and saw that they were, like, in a cemetery area? And they found yeah. out that this was a place where they did the funerals or prayers for the dead before they were buried or cremated. They wouldn't yeah. have known any of that mm-hmm. until, you know, they actually were able to visibly see everything. So I thought that was really interesting. No, I think you're right. I think it's just like the perfect storm almost. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Of a bunch of different reasons for them to be a target. Mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to also know, you know, where, you know, whoever wrote this is, is from. from and yeah. If they, you know, I don't know. I also know that when they said Baloo, I, that's the name of the bear in the Jungle Book. So that's what I was picturing. <laughs> but that's like a Disney character. So Disney it's like the props. least, yeah, pretty much, right? That's about, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's, that's what I was picturing, which isn't as threatening. It's probably like supposed to be an old spooky woman. And I'm picturing this giant happy bear. Like, <laughs> hey, come with me. Bear, ne- like, remember bear, bear necessities. necessities. Yeah. All right, Lil. So what's your next story? Okay. So this one is called The Spirits in My House Are Getting Stronger. Mm. And it's actually, it's kind of a but it's really good and it's also not long for boring reasons it's long because it's been happening for years oh wow okay yeah let's get started so it says so i've been so i've lived in my house sorry my entire life when i was younger nothing really weird happened according to my mom and dad i started sleepwalking at a young age but i wouldn't exactly be asleep if that makes any sense that totally makes sense because my brother uh, used to sleepwalk. Really? Yeah. And I remember one time he had a desk bed and he walked into my parents' room and started to climb, like, you know, when you dorm and there's the desk, yeah. it's like a bunk bed, but the bottom. So he had one of those. And I remember at one point he walked into my parents' room and started trying to climb on top of their dresser as if it, as if it was his desk This is bed. why kids scare the fuck out of me. If I had kids and my kid was just pretending to climb upstairs, I'd have to throw the whole kid away. Yeah, no. Nick would have just, had him and thrown away. We're just a family of weird sleepers. My mom has crazy dreams. My dad has night terrors. You like have, I have my, yeah, I was my dad, my brother sleepwalks. Like, yeah. The Baldessaris need different pillows or something. There is almost always someone awake. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, maybe that is of the city that never sleeps, the yeah, house that, the house never, that sleeps. never fucking sleeps. It's true. You know, that's too funny. 
So, but yeah, no, I've seen the sleepwalking and some people are, you know, and it's possible that you were awake. I think my brother also tried to, I had a little like an armoire kind of situation mm-hmm. in my house. It was really beautiful. It was paint, well, we still have it, but it was uh, hand painted by my grandmother's friend and it was okay. like a little garden. It's beautiful. And my brother, I remember my brother coming into my room. I was probably about eight. He came into my room and started trying to like climb into the closet. I mean, he'd go downstairs. I mean, he would do everything, and you could not wake him up. You know, yeah, is it bad to wake up people that are sleepwalking? It is, but also like he was like eleven, trying to climb into like he could have gotten hurt. Yeah, you know, but yeah, talking into sleep, all that stuff. So, anyways, um. So it says, they told me at incredibly early hours of the morning, around 4 a.m., I would walk into my parents' bedroom. My eyes open, but I didn't say a word. I'd just stand and stare at my mother while she slept. That's fucking horrifying. That's even worse. That's fucking horrifying. That's worse. As a child, I didn't really believe in the paranormal as a whole until my dad, who was very much into the paranormal, played the Ouija board with his group of friends and psychics. What could possibly go, go wrong? wrong? Did you see real quick on Facebook? I share we shared um, on our page, Just Goalie Things Podcast, uh, something about a life like a huge Ouija board that was yes in the Massachusetts. Some, yes, yeah. and someone comment. I and the co- the caption was what could possibly, possibly go, go wrong? wrong? And someone commented, "I read that in your voices." Yes. I was so happy <laughs> shout out to uh I, I i should have taken a note of the name i don't know it was like jackie or something a uh, jackie carlson it could have been yeah anyways she's one of our awesome boo things yay shout out jackie <laughs> so going to known haunted locations and performing his own evp experiences experiencing a lot of things in the house nearly every day it became part of his life but eventually made him stop as it made him mentally unwell mm. so that's probably you know that tends to happen yeah. so it says i 100 percent believe those sessions brought something evil into my house mm-hmm. worse than it already was before a short backstory to the house before my mom and dad moved in the house was occupied by an elderly woman who had a seizure at the top of my stairs keep in mind this woman used to sleep in my bedroom which i occupy currently this is a major factor to my story. Okay. Many small occurrences happened throughout the years in my house, such as small things falling over, glasses smashing, toilet rolls being thrown down <laughs> the stairs while my brother and I were sleeping, TV being switched on and off, and the occasional footsteps. All that was normal until I turned into a teenager. My first real scary encounter was a few days after my 13th birthday. I was having a sleepover with my best friend at the time, Sophia. Being only 13, we were obsessed with horror films, so we put on the film The Others in my bedroom, Mm. which is an amazing... Have you seen that? I have. Nicole Kidd. Oh, my God. Amazing. good. I have to watch that again. I haven't watched it in so long. So good. I remember the first time I saw it, I was actually watching it. My mom was showing it to her class, and I was there, and my... I I was only there for, like, the last half hour, but still, my mind was blown. Um, There's a real good twist ending, guys. So everyone else in the house was downstairs watching TV. Everything was fine until a black shadow caught the corner of my eye on the room nearest to to my door. I visualized the shadow climbing up my wall and then onto my ceiling and climbed over towards the bed Sophia and I were sitting on. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, right? (laughs) I screamed as it got louder to us, scaring Sophia, and ran out of the bedroom downstairs, 
Sophia being too shocked to move at my sudden outburst. I refused to sleep upstairs in my room after that, so we both went downstairs and started to put blankets on the sofa until my dad warned us not to stay downstairs, as that's where everything happens. Confused, we ignored him and continued to get ready for bed. That's part of being 13, too. Yeah. What do you know, Dad? Yep. Who Who are you, my father? <laughs> Jeez. Um... I went to shut the kitchen door when the key flew out and cut my leg. This sounds extremely fake, but I can assure you it's not. I still have the scar to this day. For a key to cut you? And I'll never forget that night. Yeah. As I grew older, I lost contact with Sophia and got a new set of friends. Friends who are extremely close to me right now. I see them almost every single day. I've known Ethan and Ellie for five years now. Ava for almost two. With this group... This is where a lot of shit started happening. (laughs) Shit about to go down. Shit just got real. Okay, moving on to the more recent events. I obviously don't have any photos of when I was younger, but I do have some for this part. It started when we finished our GCSEs, which are just the UK's final exams. Oh, okay. When my parents said I could have a party with some friends to celebrate the end of high school. So I did. I had the people at my house that night. Um, everything was good until the next morning. Possibly not the wisest ideas, but I introduced my friends to the little things that happened in the house and told them about the woman who previously owned the house, and obviously they were a little taken aback, but found it interesting overall. It was until my friend Anna suggested we use the Ouija board to communicate with anything in my house. (laughs) Guys, Rebecca's face! This bitch. What could possibly Possibly go go wrong? Right? Uh. (laughs) Um, Got me fucked up. Yeah, right? So we did. All five out of the ten decided to play the board while others watched. Allegedly, they communicated with their grandparents, but I'm not too sure how true the statement is, as I thought one of them was pushing the shot glass we were using. Nothing happened until a few days later. Everyone was in bed. At this point, my friends haven't been here since the party. I have a dog, a Labrador cross staffy, which is the kind of dog I I used to have. I used to have a... Here, we call them pit labs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I had a pit lab. You said American staffy? Uh, this one... No, I'm saying you. Oh, mine is in English. Oh, uh, okay. English. He's uh, an American staffy. Oh. A mix. We're so cultured, you and me, That's Rebecca. <laughs> so uh, it says this behavior is very much unlike him. Normally, if he's ever sensing anything, he'd just run out of the room or start whining, whine, start whining. But that's about it. That night was different. This is what made me think something wasn't very friendly. Mm. To make sure I didn't forget any. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to make sure I didn't forget anything, here is what I wrote up and sent to my dad's friends who were very much into the paranormal for any, in hope for any advice. Mm. Around late December, early January time, the family was sitting in the conservatory. Mm. Sounds so fancy. It was the dog in the conservatory with the key. (laughs) (laughs) Just sitting there. I was in the kitchen on my computer until my brother Mikey heard some knocking above us. My mom and I refused to agree with them that something was happening and blamed it on the neighbors having a drum kit, which my mom later told me 
and my dad that she only said so Mikey wouldn't be scared. The neighbors don't have a drum kit. Oh. This is why we have have trust trust issues, issues, for real. Start out with with the tooth fairy and then Santa, which, by the way, I believed in Santa until I was 15. Nice. Um, I still believe in Santa. Let's be real. Um, Yeah, trust issues for life. Yeah, no, I remember... Um, Constantly feeding me lies. When I was at that age, I mean, I, I too, I think that the spirit of Santa, because, I mean, like, real Saint Nick, long gone, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I actually saw a real rendering of what he would look historically, and very similar, but not because he's, um, you know, a bunch of stuff, I don't know, a bunch of, like, anatomically correct. Also, Julius Caesar looked... Crazy! I'm we going. Just stab Caesar. Let me see. We should totally just stab Caesar. I'm gonna look up this and then I'm gonna. Uh, I'll I'll post it if you guys want. <laughs> this is what Julius Caesar was supposed to have actually look like. One ugly motherfucker. I know, right? This is an old druid woman they found. That's I mean, a real person. Yeah, that's uh, that's Jesus. That's supposed to be Jesus. Jesus, and then this is what they think Santa looked like. Why do you have this in your screenshots? Because Ju- it started out with Julius Caesar. <laughs> Cody Simpson. It started out, oh, oh yeah, that's Cody Simpson. <laughs> Guys, for those of you who don't know, like the first real Ghoulie Girls outing was to a Cody Simpson concert. We posted about it before. Yeah, but. in Red Bank, New Jersey. And I saw on a Snap story right here that uh, he was with Miley Cyrus, and I meant to text him. They're a ting. I forgot. Anyways. Back to the story. I'm Shit, sorry. Where the hell was I? Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> so the knocks came in groups above the kitchen in Mikey's room. Knocks continued to happen and wouldn't stop. So Dad went up to go investigate, only to find nobody in the house. But Mikey's wardrobe door was wide open, which Mikey couldn't recount if he had opened or shut it. What if it was Mr. Tumnus? From Narnia. Oh my god, I forgot about that movie. Oh my god. You know that's the same guy from Split? Okay. We can just shut the podcast <laughs> off. I'm done. <laughs> I learned too much on this show. I know, right? I, I just want to... Whenever I say something like that, I want to double, double check. Did you say that and you're not even 100% sure? No, I'm 100% sure. But when you made that face, now I'm... It was James McAvoy, right? Yeah. That is the that's, same. Wow. That is, yeah. That, wow. That is the same. That's Mr. Tumnus. Wow. He's so talented. So talented. Um, once again, the next door's house is a detached house like ours, and their drum kit would have been louder in my room, not upstairs in our house. So this happened on January 3rd, which she wrote to her dad's friends. Or he. I don't know. I can't tell. Uh, Mom woke up at 5.55, scared, and told my dad that someone is breaking into the house. She heard the doorbell go on. The burglar alarm. The The burglar alarm. The hamburglar alarm. The hamburglar! So she heard heavy footsteps and movement downstairs. Dad checked the security footage, and at 6 a.m., every camera in the house, including the garden... Uh, went blurry and gray, but only on his iPad. Mm. The camera then froze before continuing on to 612. Some cameras had uh, had chips in the quality, especially in the living room. All this happened exactly at 6 o'clock a.m. on the dot when mom heard the door 
um, and the footsteps. Wow. Yeah. So, again, two days later, January 5th, uh, it says they woke up at 5.50 a.m., only five, you know, five minutes earlier than the last time, to the sound of, uh, to the sound of my draw- dog growling and shaking. I woke up and asked him what was wrong since he doesn't usually act like this behaviorally. The dog started growling at the wall closest to my door where he cowered on my bed next to me. We both heard humming from outside my bedroom door, but I'm putting this on to the I'm putting this on to and when I read that putting this on to it didn't mean like I thought it meant adding to a video that the brother had made. But it's actually, like, chalking it all up, too. Okay, okay. Um, the YouTube brother, my left... The YouTube video, my brother left on accidentally. The dog was shaking violently and whining. I was now terrified and messaged my dad multiple messages telling him what's what's happening. The dog then started growling before jumping off the bed, pacing up and down the side of my bed. Like he was guarding me from whatever was happening. I tried petting him to calm him down, but he only just growled. So I let him be and tried to get back to sleep. I put my covers over my head to try to drown out his growling, but only heard boot-like footsteps coming from downstairs. Oh, no. It was at this point that I messaged my mom, frantically telling her something was wrong with the dog as he quickly jumped onto my bed and climbed up to the window and looked out like he does when someone is knocking on the door, except nobody was outside. He jumped off the bed again, shaking violently before peeing himself next to the door where he had currently been growling at. He was panting and wanted to leave my room. I was too scared to let him out myself at this point, so I called my mom, who quickly came in and tried to calm him down. But as soon as she opened the door, the dog ran down the stairs and cowered at the front door like he wanted to leave now. The dog is very close with my mom, so this is very unusual for him. Security footage caught his tail being very low, wagging hysterically, something we've never seen him do. He then ran to the into the utility room where my mom followed. The dog then puked, but it was a very big pile, very watery. Sorry for those of you with a weak stomach. <laughs> I, uh, I meant to leave a note there to warn you, but I forgot. Which we first thought he had had a bad diet until we realized he had only eaten his normal dog food. So mm-hmm. something had Upsets. obviously frightened yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. After going through security footage for the, for the morning, which was exactly the same as the previous nights with the freezing, then skipping, then blurry quality, we went into the living room, which is unusual as we aren't a morning family apart from my mom. That's relatable. So my dad's the morning person. What about you? I'm a morning person. Oh, yeah, you are. That's yeah. true. You, you'll post at like 7 a.m. on Instagram, and I don't see it till like <laughs> 1 p.m. <laughs> I was on the sofa. Mikey was on the floor. My granddad's box of hearing aids also got knocked off the table behind my dad, which he immediately noticed and asked, what just happened? You can't see it on the security footage as the angle is different. My, taking into consideration that the hearing aid box was nowhere near the edge, and it always has been, it was weird. Other little things happened. The most convincing evidence for not only me 
but my friends as well would be an image we captured in the room behind us. And the uh, person who wrote also listed just a couple that they would have, um, like, ev- they got, like, some weird, like, recordings when they tried to record sounds, more oh, okay. camera, footsteps, stuff like that. But... Um, going back, the most convincing evidence for not only me, but my friends as well, would be an image we captured in the room behind us. We're able to see the figure of a pale person possibly hunched over in the same spot where a woman died in my house. Ooh. I've tried to edit the picture to try to blame it on the quality, but it remains there through anything. Wow. In the picture, which I'm scribbling out the faces and pri- for privacy readings right after taking that, Um, My friend Ava claimed she felt uncomfortable. And I tried to click on the picture, and it, like, wouldn't load really fast. Okay. But if it is there, I will post it. If if it doesn't load well, I'm sorry. Okay. Um... Yeah, it's on. I'm trying to see if I was able to copy and paste the link, but I wasn't. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I always feel bad when that happens, when I... And then I can't post it. Um... Let's see. I'm not sure how real this experience is as I was outside at the time, having a conversation about my ill grandfather with my family all, whilst all eight friends were sat in my living room. They claim that they were being quite loud, laughing and joking around when the door handle started aggressively moving, creating a loud sound which made them all stop and stare at the door thinking it was one of us, mm. telling them to be quiet as the ambulance was here. So clearly this person was more busy. You know, they had things to worry about besides <laughs> just spooking their friends. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know. Uh, we, but we were all outside. Nobody else was in the house. They claimed that they started to become loud again before the incident happened for the second time. The security cameras in my house, which were put up for safety reasons and because my granddad is ill... So to keep an eye on him was always helpful when monitoring monitoring his sleeping pattern and health. Have captured hundreds of orbs, especially in the living room where my dad's Ouija sessions were conducted. So if this possible is possibly connected, I'm I'm not completely sure. This leads up to October 2019. Still living in the house. Recently, things have gotten a little bit more active. Oh, if you recent. Can say. Yeah. So this is very, very, very recent. Um, it, the person actually came back and said, edit, you know, yeah. here it is, blah, 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 blah. But I just skipped over that part because the story's long. Uh, only yesterday at the time of writing this, my friend Ava decided that we should use the Ouija board again. What could possibly go wrong? I trust Ava. She's completely hooked on the idea of the paranormal. I know she wouldn't fake the experiences. So when we connected through with someone, it felt quite odd. Like my fingers were hovering over the board, yet felt cold and strange and strained at the time. Um, after the board finished, everything was fine until we sat in my room and, just, and were just watching YouTube videos. Well... That was until we started hearing heavy footsteps from downstairs. And if that doesn't sound crazy, little coughs or humming were also coming from the floor below. We performed an EVP session in the house, and I swear we heard the name Ava come through around 20 minutes into the session. However, this could well be our imagination, but I'm not convinced. I'm not going to collect all the photos or videos I can to share, but here's the most recent update. And then there was an attempt to share it, but it didn't work. 
Yet again, I know some of his doesn't sound, some of this doesn't sound very believable, but I believe there is another realm, you know, as many of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are ways to contact those who have passed. Everything and anything is possible. I can't say anything I posted about was 100% paranormal because there is always the chance that it could just be a coincidence. But if you believe or have had paranormal experiences before, then you know how real and frightening it can feel. But I can promise that I haven't altered the story to make it more dramatic. I've only left out little details, like knocking and other experiences. As of right now, uh, they are too personal for me to say, but I probably will when I get my head around it myself. Wow. Yeah, that That, was a really That story was a lot to unpack. Yeah, Yeah, there was a lot there, and it was... I mean, like the author of this said, you know, there were things left out, but it was just little details. Typical it, paranormal, you know, instances. Yeah, you know. That's why it was hard for me to find a story because there were so many of the same thing tapping and blah, blah, blah. Right, it would just be like three sentences. Exactly. Yeah, which ain't nothing wrong with some short stories. Short stories. I've been talking so much longer than I usually am. It's just... I, All right, signing off for the next few minutes. Rebecca, your turn. All right. My next one is titled, My Grandmother Attended Her Own Funeral. I'm a 20-year-old guy who was raised on an old farm that my father owns and my grandpa before him. We have a big old farmhouse with three floors, and it's the house my father lived in with my grandma and grandpa, as well as his three siblings during his childhood. That is so cute when stuff like that happens. Right. When it, like, goes through so long. When my dad took over the farm, my grandparents moved to a new build, uh, a new built house that was placed 400 meters away, still on the farm property. I was always welcome to come in at my grandparents, and we had a close connection. When her illness was bad, I volunteered to look after my grandma one time when my grandpa was away. I saw her condition was getting worse than, uh, than I expected, and I knew it was her time um, and that her time was running out. This was the last time I ever spoke with her. When the news that she had died um, came to me, I was not surprised. Everyone in the family had seen it coming. Her lack of energy during her last weeks was heartbreaking to see. Mm-hmm. The day of the funeral was a rainy October day. The church, the funeral, was held in what was built during the Middle Ages. The service in the church was beautiful and went as smoothly oh, yeah. as it can go. When they carried her coffin to the waiting hearse, I noticed as we walked out of the church door that there was a lady dressed in white. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> I know. That- I noticed this because I thought it was odd to attend a funeral dressed in white. I guess wear what you want, but tradition is black attire for a mm-hmm. funeral, right? Of course. During the condolences where every person who was in the church shake your hand and give your dip- deepest sympathy for the closest family, I didn't see the woman in white. I assumed she just left since the service was over. I never got to see her face either, so the mystery still remains. Who is this lady? Today, <laughs> when writing this, my grandpa was over for dinner. He had brought a book where pictures were taken from the funeral. There was pictures of all the flowers and good words. And one of the pictures taken from the altar, you could see everyone who attended the funeral. I looked at all the friends and relatives. I even saw that my father's employees that didn't even know my grandma attended, but no woman in white. She was not even to be seen in any pictures. I asked if anyone else had seen the woman in white. The woman in white is here, said my grandpa as he points his finger at the coffin. Did you see her too, I asked? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, he responded, dressed in your grandma's favorite dress with a rose in her hair. Oh, goosebumps! Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so sweet also that it was the grandfather. Right. You know what I mean? It, clearly they had, you know, a close relationship and, you know, they were <laughs> goosies. But you know, she sweet. wanted them, those two, to see her for a reason. So, oh. short but sweet story, you know? I love it. I All love right. it. Okay. 
Loki. Oh, the head tilt. All right. Honestly, Loki does so many head tilts. So many head tilts. All right. Well, what's your next story? All right. This one is called A Very Haunted Halloween Ghost Hunt. Ooh. Haunted Halloween Ghost Hunt? Yeah. All right. So this story is called My Ghost Story as a Child. Mm. Um, oh, also, this username was so funny. It's Hot Streak 18. Hot Streak. I want to know what that hot streak is. <laughs> so, this one said So, we had just moved into a new apartment. I was about eight or nine, and we had been living there for about two to three weeks, and I had just gone to sleep. I woke up on the floor with blood just pouring out of my nose. But this was common for me since I had a vein close to the tip of my nose that would randomly burst. Oh my god, that's also something that happened to my brother. We had to uh, get his nose, like, clauterized at one point because he was oh, just god. chronic bloody nose. Like, he would almost miss class. I think he almost Now everyone knows once. everything about Lily's brother in just this one episode. Well, those are really- A lot of things I feel like I didn't need to know about your brother. Well, and now I look at him the same. Well, that's really, honestly, those are the only, like, super mega interesting things about <laughs> my brother. Like, no offense to him, but I, I just, these are, like, these are things that I associate with him, like, looking back. Looking back, growing up, really his only two mega things- we're the sleepwalking and like, the bloody nose. Like, when we go out to see, we're like, do you remember when Nick would sleepwalk? Do you remember the bloody nose? He must be so proud of that. Yeah. And then we're like, do you... And he played really... He played piano really well, too. Three fun mm. facts about Lily's brother. <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so... Um, this author, whoever it is, uh, got up to go to the bathroom, and then they uh, heard their little sister groan something in her sleep, like, no, he is fine. And then my closet door opened. Keep in mind, this was a walk-in closet. The door slowly crept open, and a single drawing was on the floor. I thought it might be my sister, so I picked it up to put it away, holding my nose to not drip blood on it, when I looked down at the picture, and it was me and my mom and my sister and some shadowy figure, I thought, but I thought nothing of it because she did have an imaginary friend, but she never, you know, left the closet door open and then it would never shut on its own but I was tired so I was too tired to care sorry this person used no punctuation and I forgot to add it I was too tired to care so I was heading to the bathroom when I saw a tall light figure come out of the hallway closet to walk down the hall and and then into the wall and then disappear and then do it again and I thought nothing of it, thinking my mind's playing tricks on me, um, and that was just to keep me scared of being alone. I go to the bathroom to wipe my nose and hold it, etc., to stop the blood. Then I saw a figure creep out of my shower. It was all black with long hair like the grudge. That's honestly terrifying. Uh, But disappeared when I looked directly at it, Mm. then would appear in the mirror after I finished cleaning my nose. I heard a baby cry, but I had no sister. She, my sister was age four to five. My mom was asleep and no one else was in the house. I went to the kitchen to hear it get louder still. still. 
But then I saw a little battered figure under our kitchen table. As I approach it, it gets louder as if it's frightened by me. I step back to think maybe it's just me, but then my mom wakes up to ask me who was crying. (gasps) Then it stops the figure and then it's gone. My mom looks at me and asked if I heard that or if it was just her. I look at her and she says it couldn't have been you because you don't cry like this. And it kept occurring until my mom until my mom got the house blessed. Even after that, the ghostly figure that seemed to stay was the crying baby. Mm. Right? So there was something weird going around. But here's my question. You know, if it was a crying baby, why was it a dark woman she was saying? Clearly... It shapeshifts. Like, yeah. it, like it, it pretends to be one thing, so then when you allow it into your presence, it turns into something else. Yeah. And it takes over your body, and then you get possessed, and then, and then it feeds on you like a host. Right? And then especially because I always thought that might happen because you're expecting one thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking, you know, you hear a baby, so you're looking for a baby, and then you see a dark woman. So you're looking for a dark, spooky woman, and then the baby comes back. It's and then you see something walking, you know, manipulative. And, be- and before you know it, it's a woman in white. Damn right. <laughs> Anyways, this kept occurring until my mom got the house blessed. And even after that, the figure that seemed to stay was the crying baby under the kitchen table. It continued to wake me up every night and my mom got used to it until I woke up mid fall off the top of my bunk bed. And this had never happened, but on this night, it did. And the cries seemed to be louder than usual, and it seemed to come from my room, or rather, the closet. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's it for that. That was, like, another really short one. But that one got me, because it was, like... Yeah. Yeah, fast. Short, but... Not short. sweet. Yeah. Uh, short and spooky. <laughs> short and spooky. I like that. Yeah, that's their, that's our new phrase. We're going to uh, copyright right. it, patent it or something. <laughs> All right. Um, my story, my final story and final story for this episode is titled The Haunted Fraternity House. Oh, boy. So, They're all haunted. Mm-hmm. I lived in a fraternity house several years ago that nearly everyone agreed was and is still haunted. The house is a 115-year-old mansion in a mid-sized Midwestern city. It has served as a frat house for the last 20 years and was originally a family mansion. In between, I'm told it served as some sort of mental institution and a practice for a doctor specializing in Alzheimer's care. I didn't know all this before I moved in. I also didn't know about Gracie. On my first night in the house, everyone was up late drinking, celebrating our new home. There were about 20 guys who lived in the house and nearly all had moved in that week. I turned in about 1 a.m. while my roommate stayed up. I woke up a few hours later to him shuffling into the room with a flashlight. He'd shut the door behind him. A minute later, the door creaked open and he whipped around and shined his light on the door. It began to waver back and forth for 10 seconds or so, pause, and then just slam shut with an incredibly Mm. loud bang. His face turned white as he turned to me and said, It's crazy. I I chalked this up to a prank and went back to bed, but the next event that week made me a believer. Gracie, as it turns out, was the name, or the name we'd given to, the ghost of a young girl who haunted the house. The story goes that the mansion had belonged to a family of four in the late 1920s. A husband, a wife, two young kids, 
a girl of seven and seven to eight and a boy about four to five. And in the story, the husband had passed away and the wife was facing foreclosure and being unable to find a job in the Great Depression to support the family or keep the house, she drowned her two kids in the basement (gasps) bathroom before hanging herself. In my internet research, I was able to confirm the existence of these individuals, but not the murder-suicide. It was a Friday during the day. The house was empty except for three people who didn't have class that day, me, my roommate, and a bigger guy who lived in a single room up on the third level. My roommate and I were disgusted by the unsanitary conditions of the house, what became a losing battle, particularly the grime buildup of the second floor hallway where we lived. In a frat house? Wow. What a surprise. So we decided to spend a couple hours scraping and mopping up years worth of black gunk and grime in the hallway before moving on to our room. When we finished the hallway, the floor was still wet and slowly drying as we moved into our room. We mopped our room relatively quickly front to back, and when finished, were careful careful to move only um, around the outskirts of the room to minimize footprints, then leap past the hallway to avoid leaving footprints there. In short, even though we'd mopped in the reverse order we should have, we avoided (laughs) disrupting our newly cleaned work. When we left, both the hallway and our room were still wet and drying. About 45 minutes later, I ran up to grab a few beers from the mini fridge in our room. I couldn't believe what I saw. Two very small footprints right in the entryway of our room. It seemed an impossibility because at this time, the hallway and our room were both completely dry, and yet there were two wet footprints right in the entry hallway, with none leading up to that point and none leading away. They looked as though they'd belonged to a child. As I mentioned, there were only three people in the house at the time, and none of them had footprints even remotely the size of the ones I saw. I called the other two up, and they couldn't believe it either. I took a picture of my cell phone and uh, on my cell phone, and the wet footprints were perfectly visible against the dry floors. In the years since, I've spent hours trying to recover this photo and thus far have failed. I know everyone rolls their eyes at paranormal claims without a photo and I and to know I literally had a perfect photo and lost it really eats me up. I have a couple more stories if anyone's interested, but I'll share just one more. Each year, the National Fraternity sends a consultant to each chapter to review slash grade how we're doing, provide advice, etc. They typically stay in the house for three or four days. Two years before I moved into the house, the consultant had stayed overnight in the house for his visit and was talking to the chapter president the next morning. He asked why there was a young girl living in the house. The president asked him what he was talking about, and the consultant replied that last night, a young girl, seven or eight years old, had come into his room and was standing at the foot of his bed. Ooh, yeah. I don't like that either. And now, it's interesting because I, I think about the picture mm-hmm. and how a lot of times when you get evidence, it's either really blurry or something happens to it. I think it's I think it's the spirit being like, nope, I don't want anyone seeing this oh, evidence. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, it's, I'd be very interested to yeah. see what university this guy was attending, what frat house this was. Details. We need details. What's the username? This would be a good username? college movie. The username oh, true. is Gracie the Ghost. Come on, <laughs> Gracie the Ghost. Give us more details. About well, Gracie I, the Ghost. I don't want him from Gracie the Ghost. That would be spooky, although yeah. it would be cool. That would be really cool. Interview I, Grace yeah. the Ghost. I feel like that's also, like, would be, like, my luck is, like, I catch, or if I got, like, a perfect EVP, and then I'd lose it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there goes that. Yeah, I feel you, um, Gracie the Ghost. Gracie the Ghost. The user, Maybe not actual Gracie. Maybe Gracie the Ghost wrote this story about herself. Maybe the part about grimy floors or whatever is Gracie ex- like exposing these frat boys for their for living in squalor. Yes. 
That's when it. I when I heard the grime, I thought of the SpongeBob episode where it's like, and the walls will ooze green slime. Yes. But wait, they already do that. But what was that third thing? <laughs> oh, great. Is that the Hashley and Slash episode? Of course it is. No Sferatu. <laughs> All right, guys, on that note, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Just Ghouly Things. Let's go through the rundown of social media. You can follow us on Instagram. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Our Facebook like page. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Our Facebook private group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Don't worry, we'll accept you. You can also donate to our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share with us on the show, please email us at... Just Ghouly Things Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> 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 Thank you again, Boo Things. Have a happy Halloween. Hope you get tons of candy and awesome ghost stories. And we will talk to Boo later. Goodbye. Goodbye.